0: Greetings, everybody, and welcome back to The Counselor's Couch. I'm your host, Calvin Williams, licensed professional counselor. Now, before we get started this week with some of my random thoughts, uh, I want to tell you that I am actually recording this a few days after Hurricane Ida struck Louisiana and Mississippi. So I ask that you please just keep Louisiana and Mississippi and the Gulf Coast in your prayers and thoughts as we go through the cleanup, rebuilding, and moving forward. We shall overcome. You know, this is a time where you're going to see the strength and resiliency of the Louisiana residents as we go through this together. Now, for my friends and family, specifically down south, I'm glad you're safe and we love you. Well, so my thoughts this week. You know, I got to start by telling you, I made a big mistake. To some of you, this may not come as a big shock. But what mistake, you may ask? Well, I started watching the news again. You know, I had taken a break from the news nationally and locally for several months simply because I just simply needed a break from it all. Unfortunately, I found myself flipping channels one day and I was just pulled in. Now, don't misunderstand me. I've not been living in a bubble. I've been actually getting my news from other sources that I believe to be trustworthy. The reason I stopped watching the news was I was overwhelmed with the drama that's reported as news, overwhelmed with the inconsistencies and the arguments over everything. Of course, not watching the news didn't make me immune from hearing it, and still being exposed to the conflicts. I just made a conscious decision not to invite it into my personal space. I was trying to carve out a space of well-being for myself, like we all need to do from time to time. It really didn't happen immediately, though, but it seemed like a slow fade, and then POW! I found my anxiety levels increasing, my frustration returning. And I was aware of the impact it was having on my behavior with others and even my energy levels. So I turned it off. That's the beauty of awareness. It allows us the opportunity to make a change. It gives us a choice. It doesn't erase the issue or fix the problem. It doesn't mean I'm a failure because the goal is to increase self-awareness, which then leads to change in actions by choice. So what was it? that really prompted my stress levels. Was I expecting something different from the news? Did I expect it to be sunshine and rainbows? Well, I'm not sure yet. What I did realize is that problems will always be present, conflicts will always be taking place somewhere in the world, and inconsistent messages will always be given. I realized things are going to go wrong. It's okay. You're going to be all right. Which leads us to our session today. But, before we get started, let me remind you again, nothing provided in this podcast implies a therapeutic relationship between counselor and client. It is solely for education and entertainment. Counseling can help you overcome challenges, enhance your relationships, and develop skills to lead the life you want. If you're considering therapy, then please reach out to a trained, licensed professional in your community. If, by any chance, you're interested in seeking counseling in Monroe, Louisiana, Or, if you live anywhere in Louisiana and you are interested in participating in teletherapy with state-approved professionals, then contact the providers at HealthPoint Center, Psychology and Counseling Services. HealthPoint is a collaboration of independent professionals who are dedicated to improving your quality of life and guiding you on a positive path toward change. That's HealthPoint Center located at 1818 Avenue of America, Monroe, Louisiana. Call today to inquire about services, providers, or to book an appointment at area code 318-998-2700. Well, it's that time again, so pull up a cushion, kick off your shoes, and grab a cup of coffee. Let's get started with the session. I don't think this will really come as a shock to many of you, but we live in a chaotic world. Now, this doesn't mean that we don't have moments of joy, love, and happiness. And it doesn't mean that we need to stockpile pork and beans and buy an abundance of toilet paper. It doesn't mean that you need to stop making plans or quit your job. It's a reality that we all share, and perhaps it's time we embrace it. By accepting it, it's possible that we can navigate it better. Now, according to Merriam-Webster, chaos is defined as a state of utter confusion. Or another definition is the inherent unpredictability in the behavior of a complex natural system. These are interesting definitions when you stop and think about it, especially when we apply it to the world that we live in. At times, it's a world of confusion and unpredictability, isn't it? But I also believe it's a world of hope, a world of renewal, a world of joy, and a world of love and laughter. Sometimes I think we forget that these things exist and can be created amidst the moments of chaos. Which is a beautiful way of looking at things. Things happen in moments. Some moments are chaotic and some moments are joyful. We live in moments. What are you doing with your moments? Are you living intentionally or being driven by the existing chaos or confusion? Constantly looking for the next moment of chaos and the next and the next and the next, missing out on all the other moments. Life takes place in moments, not destinations, outcomes, or successes, moments. Moments of joy, moments of fear, moments of chaos and confusion, and moments of hope. I believe the key is how you navigate those moments, how you create the next one, and not lingering too long or even taking baggage with you into the next moment. You know, our world is full of change, confusion, and conflict. You see it every day. Just watch the news. I think this may have been what prompted my reactions. When I started watching the news again, I really didn't prepare myself for the reality of what I might see. Perhaps, I guess, I was hoping for sunshine and rainbows. Well, this expectation led to a disappointment and even anxiety. So, why did I expect it? Well, I may have forgotten in the midst of chaos and confusion that we live in a world of chaos and confusion. I then may have forgotten that we also live in a world of hope, joy, and happiness, all existing in those moments that I mentioned previously. Things go wrong, and they're going to go wrong. It's the reality of what we will experience in this world. It's okay. You will be all right. Accepting the reality of this statement now frees us up to navigate the moments as they emerge and move forward to the next one. Now, I'm not talking about giving up or a pessimistic mindset or a mindset of negativity. I'm not trying to take on a victim role and say, well, whatever happens, happens. I am meeting the world where it is and accepting that it will constantly change direction. You know, have you ever met somebody that's stuck in the moment? Perhaps you're one of those people. I believe we all have the tendency to get stuck in the moment from time to time. I mean, think about it. Perhaps you can recall a moment when something happened to you and you thought to yourself, I'll never be able to get through this. But you did. Most of us, as we reflect back on our lives, can identify those moments when we thought it was the worst thing that could happen. If you have children, you can probably see this played out on a regular basis. You know, I remember in that moment as a teenager, it seems to be the worst thing possible. Like the first heartbreak. Ugh. I can remember thinking I would hurt forever and never find somebody else to love. But as we reflect back on that one moment, we see it was followed by another love and another love until I met my beautiful wife, Cindy. When you flunk that major test in school and you thought that you had no future, or when you experience a loss that just rocks the foundation of your soul and you think it can't be survived, but you do. Now, I'm not trying to minimize anyone's pain loss, or issues, so please don't misunderstand me. What I'm trying to say is that you're more resilient than you could ever imagine. We tend to forget that in the moment when we're going through something. Perhaps you're going through a moment right now and you can't see the end of it or you can't imagine a solution or a resolution. Perhaps you're scared, overwhelmed, confused, or lost. It's all right. It's an appropriate reaction for whatever you're dealing with in that moment. But remember, that moment is temporary. This moment will pass and be replaced with another and another and another. The beautiful thing is we are hardwired to cope with this ever-changing world. We are designed to navigate this world by being problem solvers. It's in your DNA. If we were not problem solvers, then the human race would be extinct. We must engage our brain and activate what lies within us to overcome the moments we experience and make adjustments as needed. I think what inhibits our ability, though, is fear, especially fear of making the wrong decision. We're so afraid of making the wrong decision that many people will avoid making any decision, which ironically is a decision. In order to effectively navigate the life of moments we experience, it's imperative that we overcome this crippling fear of making the wrong decision. There really is no such thing as the wrong decision or the right decision. Now, you may disagree, but this is actually a reality. We attach too much to the decision by viewing it in the context of right or wrong, leading to what's often referred to as analysis paralysis. Or shut down. The decision is not right or wrong. It's simply a decision. It's a choice, and with choices come consequences. Some of the consequences are known and some are unknown. The issue or conflict lies in our willingness and ability to deal with the consequences that come as a result of our decisions. But how do you know what the real consequence is until after you make the decision? So, in reality, you're not really afraid of making the decision. You're not afraid of making the wrong or the right decision. You're afraid of the consequences or the perceived consequences of what may or may not happen. Now, let me repeat that. You're not afraid of making the wrong or right decision. You're afraid of the consequences or the perceived consequences of what may or may not happen. You make a decision by picking a choice and moving forward into action. It's not right or wrong. Oftentimes, it's the best choice available at the time. If it doesn't work out, then you simply make a new decision at that time by selecting a different choice. So what complicates this process? What paralyzes us? It's the context in which we view making the decision and how we attach it to the idea of right and wrong. But let me ask you, in a majority of the cases, it's not life and death. So what's the problem with making a wrong decision? You're embarrassed? You're afraid of being seen by others as making the wrong decision? Judged? That's usually what it comes down to. So again, it's less about the decision and more about wrestling with an outcome That hasn't even happened yet. Actually fighting a fight that you're not really having. So stop. We have to cognitively restructure this concept or we'll never, never move forward. And we will forever be doomed to the anxiety, fear, and avoidance that rules many of our lives. You are worth more than that. You're worth making a mistake and you're worth getting it wrong. But even though I don't think that the decision is right or wrong, I'll humor you. And let's explore this way of thinking. You're going to make a decision, and perhaps you and others will view it as wrong. So again, what's wrong with that? You made what you think in your mind is a wrong decision. Well, who hasn't? Are you the only person in the world to make a so-called wrong decision? No. In fact, we all get it wrong from time to time. It's the reality of the world in which we live. There are no perfect people. We are flawed. Now, this is not a get-out-of-responsibility-free card. It's an acceptance that the perfectionism we seek is unattainable and leads to anxiety and personal condemnation when we fail to do or we do something wrong. I can't stress to you enough how important it is to address this issue. Over the years, I've worked with numerous clients struggling with this exact issue fear of failure, and fear of making a mistake. It drives their lives. They're overwhelmed with the possibility of making the wrong decision, and it shuts them down completely. It sentences them to a life of unrealistic expectations because they're attempting the impossible. But what concerns me is it also sentences you to an inability to learn. I mean, Isn't that what making a mistake or making the wrong decision is really about? Learning and growing. Many times, this fear of making a mistake is traced back to something else in our life, something that we may have experienced. That experience then led to learning something. But what did I learn? All right, I'm sitting in my third grade math class, and the teacher calls me up to solve a math problem. Well, guess what? I got it wrong. I got it wrong in front of the entire class. In that moment in time, I experienced something painful, something uncomfortable. I experienced embarrassment. So, what did my third grader mind learn? Making a mistake is painful, uncomfortable, and embarrassing. There I was in front of the entire class, fully displayed in my embarrassment and lack of intellect forced to return to my seat in humiliation among snickers from all my classmates who were smarter and must have known the answer. Well, let me let you in on a little secret I learned later in my life. They didn't know the answer either, and they were just as scared of making a mistake in front of the entire class as well. That would have been great to know back then, because all I learned was making a mistake is painful. And I mean, hell, who wants to do that? It's unfortunate that it took years to overcome this pattern of thinking, to challenge it daily, because the fact is, it doesn't go away. It will rear its ugly head in some of the most inopportune times. It's at that moment that the true work begins. I am not in the third grade anymore, and I have a different path, and I have a responsibility to that little boy within me to take care of him. Yes, mistakes are uncomfortable, but mistakes are life lessons. It's the way we learn, the way we grow and adapt. Even the small mistakes play a role in this process. Once we accept this as a part of the process, well, it actually opens the door for more options. Start by admitting your mistakes and owning your fears. You're a human being and you were not created to be perfect. No one's perfect. Even the ones that look perfect aren't perfect. Everyone makes mistakes and we all fear embarrassment and awkwardness, and what making a mistake looks like to others. But it's not the mistake that matters. It's what you do afterwards that defines your path. When we make a mistake or make a wrong decision, it doesn't have to dictate the rest of your life. Lean into it. Embrace the process and learn from it. Seek an understanding. Cultivate curiosity about the situation. Use it as motivation. Own it and fix it. Apply what you have learned from the mistake. You know, I actually have a list in my life that I label stuff that didn't work. And guess what? I avoid using those strategies on the list. And I'm constantly adding to that list daily. If your mistake was hurting somebody, well, then apologize and make amends where you can. If you didn't pass the major exam you were studying for, well, then study harder, study differently and take it again. The best way to overcome a mistake or a wrong decision is to engage in action, to learn from it and fix it. Life only changes in the paradigm of action. This is personal responsibility and personal empowerment. This is something that you're in control of in a world of confusion and inconsistencies. You have the ability to learn, grow, and make changes. If we don't learn from our mistakes, or if we don't make those so-called wrong decisions, we can create anxiety and stress for ourselves and our relationships, impacting our confidence levels even greater than making a perceived wrong decision would. The overall purpose of this episode was to explore thoughts and ideas associated with seeing things as right or wrong, and how that oftentimes impacts our expectations of events, like watching the news and how it impacts our ability to make decisions because we're afraid of the outcome or the outcome of being seen as wrong by others. I know I kind of ramble in my thoughts from time to time, so I felt it was important to clarify my intentions. Sometimes things like that happen. You just start out in one direction and find yourself heading in another. Who's to say that wasn't where I needed to go in the first place? But I also want to clarify for some of you, because I know it'll be needed. I do believe there's a right and wrong behavior according to our society and the laws of man and God. So please don't flood my email with comments rebuking me. What I'm hoping you'll understand is that making a wrong decision or a mistake doesn't mean you are wrong or you are a mistake. It simply means you're a human being. It's going to happen. And it's important that it does because it's how you learn, grow, and change. Unfortunately, you'll never do that if you expect yourself to never make a mistake or make a wrong decision in the first place. So embrace the fact that things will go wrong. It's all right. You'll be okay. Well, it seems we've reached the end of our session today. And again, I want to tell you how grateful I am that you choose to spend this brief time with me. As we move forward this week, embrace the fact that we live in a world of confusion and unpredictability. However, we are designed perfectly to cope with it. You're a problem solver. Use the gifts that you have to explore possibilities, even the possibilities that come by making a wrong decision or a mistake. Own your actions and your decisions. Take responsibility for your life. You are an active part of your story. You're the author. So get to writing the next chapter. Today, I want to leave you with a quote from one of my favorite authors, Brene Brown, from her book, Rising Strong. We need more people willing to demonstrate what it looks like to risk and endure failure, disappointment, and regret. People willing to feel their own hurt instead of working it out on the other people. People willing to own their stories, live their values, and keep showing up. Remember, folks, you're not alone. Live intentionally, love daily, and laugh often. Don't forget, new episodes drop weekly, so please subscribe, follow me, and take a moment to leave a review. Click on those numbers, and if you can, type something, give me a little sentence. It really does matter, and it really does help us improve the show and adjust the show as needed. So let me know what you think. If you have any questions or comments about this podcast, you can email them directly to calvin at calvincwilliamslpc.com, or you can reach me on Facebook at Williams Professional Counseling Services, LLC. You can even check out my website at www.CalvinCWilliamsLPC.com. Or if you'd like to schedule a therapy session with me, contact us at HealthPoint Center, area code 318-998-2700. I always do look forward to hearing from listeners, so please feel free to submit topics of interest, comments, or any questions. Thanks again for stopping by, and remember, there's always room for you on the counselor's couch.